morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to Architects of Lore, the one and only weekly podcast where two contemptible cousins sit around and discuss the age-old art of storytelling. I'm your host, Zach. That's my cousin, Devin, and I forgot the rest of the intro, so fuck it. Doesn't matter, because I'm just going to go ahead and redeem myself right now by saying, at the end, dare to create something of their own, except we're not doing at the end. What's that, Devin? We're doing it the whole time? Because what are we doing this week? Runner-up redemption outline. Could have just left the outline portion off. Runner-up redemption outline. Semicolon outline. Semicolon the outline. Yeah, we have a new new name for the segment, finally, the outline. Devin, how's your week, Ben? First of all, happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I got my green on. I got my emerald shamrock pin, my green shirt, my emerald and diamond ring over here. Uh, fancy, fancy. My sweet green pants. Little swag from little shamrock. That's a that's a phone number that does not work anymore, people. So try calling it. It does not work. And also, we got the 1995... I got shamrocked at the St. Patrick's Day swag t-shirt. Authentic, found in my grandpa's basement. Two places, or no, one place, two names for for purposes, financial purposes. Don't don't worry about that. But, you know, St. Patrick's Day, big part of our, our lives growing up. Used to dye our hair green. Our grandpa used to do it, you know. Aren't you 40, any green? 45, 45 seconds of the show, I got to bleep most of the fucking names that you got out. I don't know your obsession with doxing have us. been out of business for 20 years. I am very popular. I'm easily doxed. Anybody finds one green thing pen, about me. And you're not wearing me. a single thing of green. Just saying, I'm going to call and get some pinchers over there. I know people and in, in come pitch you. You don't know anybody, so many people. Also, I have to fucking believe those three things. Pinch. Devin lives in North Hollywood, folks. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell people right now. I live on baby. <laughs> Come find him. His name is Devin. Grew up on. Oh, his first. No, we don't have to. We don't have to. Do we do? His mother's no, 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 maiden no, no, name no, no. is. We, no, we don't need to keep those ones. This is our second time doing the intro because. <laughs> Someone had some technical difficulties today, and let's it just wasn't say me. it was it wasn't me. me. My microphone was backwards for the first. Devin was born. That is a true thing. Yes, there's all the fucking things you need to get on his credit card statement. Yeah, but maybe if they can get me out of debt, it might be a good thing. You know, how much debt you got to be at? What two, three hundred thousand dollars? That's pretty standard for the normal American these days. Oh, then I'm alright. I don't want to know your financial situation. Other than well, we gotta get this pod off the ground so we can get it up, you know. Oh, there's hold a reason my computer green too. There's a reason why we sell out, folks, because Devin's in massive amounts of debt. Boom, green computer. Another vis- say everywhere. Visual gag for the audio only podcast. This is a visual podcast. If you did anything with the video, I did. I scrubbed it from the internet because look, people love the cat video. I liked it more than your fruit ninja video. I know that did not get off the ground. I really thought that was going to be a banger. Got two views. What if we let's brainstorm some video ideas right now on the podcast? What if we 
paint your chest the colors of architect lore with a new emblem and that's how we reveal it new new artwork go are you sucking a hard candy right now i got yeah spit it out what are you doing sucking a hard candy you really think people want to hear that I got a little. Th- I got throat lodgings. Okay, the throat's a little. I'm a little under the weather, folks. Then you chew it and swallow it. I had some emergency earlier today. Hashtag not a sponsor, but if you want to be ridiculous, the unprofessionalism. A video pod, audio only video podcast. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. And you're out here sucking on a lodgings. The sound quality's gonna be shite. Trying to branch out into ASMR. You know, I feel like feet picks ASMR. That's our natural next evolution. Okay, we got all right. Story you guys ideas. voted in runner up redemption, <laughs> and we have our winners. Unfortunately, it wasn't the Blarney Stone. We won't be writing about an Irish movie on St. Patrick's Day, and it would have been serendipitous. But no, the audience members did not vote for that. Instead, they voted for Eat, Pray, Dave because they are contentious assholes. Why do you think I used which you didn't even pick up on? I feel like you don't even listen to me anymore. I use the words contemptible because apparently we engender the audience's contempt because I asked them very specifically. You can vote no for anything they want. Uncertain terms. Just anything but eat pray day. And what do they do? They push they eat pray day through. And then in the final, I'm not going to say that some votes were greased one way or the other. Never. But let's just say it got a little too close for cover. Too close. From Dragon and Dragon, apparently people appreciated our our own original superhero idea. I, thank you for that. Sorry for Enter Gambit. Sorry for the Blarney Stone. And sorry for Nostros, which got destroyed in the voting. And people then messaged the Instagram to tell us this might be worse than from Justin and Kelly. I just want to say that you're wrong, audience. Nostros is a fantastic idea, and now that you've shot it down so hard, I will make it my mission to put it into almost every outline that we do going forward. <laughs> I think if we do a ranking of our movie ideas on next week's season one recap, Nostros might be at the bottom of that list. I think it's number one. What are you talking about? We'll have to will hear it, from the will, audience. Will Let object- us know. We'll objectively you think? rank our movie ideas. But all I'm saying is like our top oh, movies are our audience is not chill. They're not chill, bro. No, a lot of those votes felt like they were personal attacks. I said that. It's yeah. like I feel like this one's a personal attack. And then the audience member's like, yeah, it was. I hate you. And it the thousands of fans have voted for Eat Pray, Dave. You know who you are. And I see you. I just want you to know. Thanks for listening. Thanks for participating. Oh, didn't think I appreciate it was going that way. It. I appreciate it. But Devin, how's your week been? As you know that I, I battled the audience and almost lost. Um, Pretty average week. Gonna, gonna give it to you. Not much happened. All right. Well, I, audience members, this is what I'm working with today. So if you kind of feel like this little low energy. You, you don't got to bring it up. It you don't got to bring it the fuck up. What are you doing? You're already breaking. See, he's getting me heated for no fucking reason. He's got his too tight shirt on, and he's getting me heated. I don't have a tight shirt. I just have a wide, wide shoulders. Your shoulders and the lines where your shoulders should be are two different places. You keep that on a hanger? I can tell. I do, actually. Yeah, I, yeah you I should fold that. 
Fuck off. All right. Fold it over the hanger so you don't have those lines. That's what gives you those lines. You know what gives you those lines on your face? All the years of disappointment. Okay, moving on, folks. <laughs> Texas Royale won runner-up redemption. Congratulations, Texas Royale. So you know what that means? It gets its own gosh darn outline. And then afterwards, it will be in the running for movie of the season. There's going to be four votes, or no, one vote, four contenders next week, folks. The social media manager, if they get any spoons, will put that voting up. And we will know who the winner is before the season one recap next week, which will hashtag confirm have a special guest on. It's Brendan Fraser. I mean, good looks on us. Oscar winner. We did bring up the mummies. You're welcome, people. You got to dive into an Oscar winner's older works thanks to architects of lore you're welcome i'm gonna place a large bet at caesars.com hashtag no sponsor i think texas royale is gonna take it next week i think it's gonna take it i think Drakemas has a chance i think he has legs from the gen z audience that we have oh yeah or um what are the other ones i'm feeling batman's not gonna win knights of gotham yeah whatever it's knights of batman no, it isn't. Oh, yeah, it is. Yes, Whoops. it is. <laughs> then, I don't think that one's winning. Yeah. <laughs> Just because the Although I have, been, I have been wrong before about Eat, Bray, Dave. I thought everybody hated that one. Apparently, I was wrong. Or they voted out of spite. So Most likely what happened. Most likely spite. And then the scavenger hunt. And then the scavenger hunt. Or Texas Royale. All right, but before we get into everybody's mo- favorite movie, movie game, I got to tell you something weird that happened to me today. What? I'm at the Dollar Tree, Dollar Store, Dollar General. I don't know which one it is. No need it's to a, brag. It's a Dollar Store, okay? And I'm in there getting a card for my nephew's birthday. Because Wow, a lot of should, love. You should never spend fucking 6 to $7 on fucking cards at Wegmans or Price Jabber or Kroger's out in LA. That's just, that's too much money spending on a card, okay? Get dollar cards or 50 cent cards, actually, this turned out to be. You give them to your family members. You write something nice into it. That's all they remember. But I'm standing in line. There's only one cashier open. And I don't even know if I... I'm probably... I'm going to tell you this story, but I'm probably going to cut it out of the podcast. <laughs> all right? <laughs> Let me do this for you. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's, like an unco- that's like an uncomfortable situation, though, right? I'm not surprised that you had this interaction at the Dollar Tree. I'm cutting all of this out. Ready? Why'd you even bring up that shitty story? <laughs> <laughs> You're cutting it all out anyway. Leave this in. <laughs> I had to tell somebody what happened to me today, okay? And you're the first person I've really talked to. Guys, if you want to hear the story, DM him at Z-Town TV. I'll tell you what happened. Seriously, if you if you DM me, I will tell you what the story was that we just cut out because Devin said it was too much. <laughs> it was too much. But something weird happened to me, all right? It made me feel uncomfortable, and that's all I'm going to say. But let's move on to everybody's favorite movie, movie game, Devin. We're still tied. We're going into the end of the season. If we end the season tied, you are legally obligated to get a cat and show it on your Zoom meeting in season two. So, here we go. Are you ready, Devin? Yeah. A gigantic dormant sea monster is awakened by nuclear radiation and descends upon humanity with a love for music and a desire to open a jazz club. Godzilla La Land. Yep. 
Hey, 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 hey. Now you got it. Good job. Good job. Woo! Mm -mm. All right. A young boy damn near shoots his eye out after integrating an all-black school with an all-white school, but hot damn with a football team. Wait, say that again? A young boy damn near shoots his eye out integrating an all-black school with an all-white school, but hot damn with a football team. Oh, they're going by the sound, not the lettering. A Christmas store, remember the Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. The curator of the Bates Motel goes on a musical journey to the afterlife to discover the secrets of his rich Mexican heritage. Does he got him, folks? Does he have him? Uh, okay, okay. What's the Bates Hotel one? I know that that's the... Uh, it's on the Universal ride. So what? It's not the Bates Motel because that was the TV show. Oh, he's got him struggling right now. Is it Psycho and then Encanto? So it's Psychanto? That is incorrect. What? You got the first part right. It's not Encanto. What was it? What's the other? The curator of the Bates Motel goes on a musical journey to the afterlife to discover the secrets of his rich Mexican heritage. Yeah, that's Encanto. That's not in Oh, Coco. it's Coco. It's like Coco. Oh, he's got it. Second try. Second try. I folks. messed up in Canto. Uh, the new one. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. Oh, oh you're going to get DMCA. Yeah, no, I don't want to mess with the mouse. Nobody messes with the mouse and wins. But I, if I get this right, Devin, you got to get a cat. The audience demands it. I'm not getting a fucking cat, bud. <laughs> I gotta go blind for a day. So we agreed on. We never agreed on that, but go ahead. Oh, Matthew McConaughey bets he can make a pretty magazine columnist fall for him in a week and a half and a race in the Daytona 500 against that dude from The Princess Bride. Audience members, he's gonna cut out this pause and it's gonna sound like... I never cut out the pauses in the movie movie game. It adds dramatic effect for when I come back and force you to get a cat by saying that it's how to lose a guy in 10 days of thunder. Get fucked. Good job. Woo. Good job. I'm thinking of a Maine Coon for you. I think that type of breed and you don't they get freaking huge. Exactly. You're a bigger guy. You have what we call a callous bot. I think you and a Maine Coon would get look real good together. You'd have a real good relationship. You know, you got too much focus on what people's bodies look like, and maybe you got to take a look inside. I've looked. If inside, you want to make Devin, the world, a all there is shape, is darkness. Take a look at the mirror and make a change. Ooh, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Well, but it's time, Devin. It's time for Runner Up Redemption and the Outline. All right, Texas Royale's the winner. <laughs> going to act like we didn't take a 25-minute break so you could watch Purdue lose. I'm um, never fucking betting on the Boilermakers again. So there it is. Just saying. I'm putting it out of my mind. I'm putting it out of my mind. I got to give the people what they tune in to listen to. And that's not me commiserating about the fucking Purdue Boilermakers losing to a 16 seed. 
when it should have been easy money to at least get past the first round. But you know, that's not what the people want to listen. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to get into that. They voted for runner of redemption. And yeah, I got a little too close with Epre Dave there, but they voted for Texas Royale. All right. So I was doing a little bit of historical research on this period of time. I 18- wasn't. The 1890s, boring. Okay. okay. So I propose we roll it back to 1870. But what we about the cars? The cars are gone. We got oh, the Franco-Prussian War, uh-huh. which Otto von Bismarck goes against Napoleon III, the second emperor of Napole- of France during the Second French Empire. And during Is that Napoleon war, Bonaparte or someone else? Well, it's Napoleon Bonaparte's grandson. So no, it is someone else. I just said it's Napoleon Bonaparte's grandson. Napoleon well, said III. no, but do you know? Do you know when Napoleon? All right, moving on, moving on, moving on. No, I don't. No, no, I don't no hold on no. a second. Give me a date range for the French Revolution. When? When was it? Uh, I don't know. They're probably good at it, so I'm saying that America probably got a little, little support from there. So maybe early 1700s. Is that a legit answer? Am I wrong? Yeah. When is it? Listen up. You haven't seen my big fat Greek wedding. So. <laughs> but I know when the French Revolution was. Okay. It was after the American in, uh, War for Independence, the American Revolution. because So part... we did it first? I thought that was a symptom to think that we did it first. Louis the Sixteenth was the last king of France. Uh-huh. Part of the reason why the French Revolution happened is because France went bankrupt for a multitude of reasons. Taxation. Let them eat cake. It wasn't that part. Multitude of reasons, but one of the reasons was because they lent a lot of money and support to the American Revolution to fuck up the British, which they did, but kind of led to a little bit of uh, Louis down and his wife, Marie Antoinette. Yeah, down with the bourgeoisie. Then during the French Revolution, it's like a series of like 20 years. You know, we have the Revolution, then we have the National Assembly, then we have the Legislative Assembly. And then we have a directory, and then Napoleon takes over French the directory, them, and then Napoleon becomes emperor. With Napoleon? The first one, Napoleon Bonaparte. After the French Revolution, he becomes emperor. Yeah, so I'm not going to go into the whole French Revolution. but You're the one who the... started it, bro. You're the one who fucking come at me. Just give, give me the facts. Come on. All right, here's the thing. We're going to start in the 1870s because during this period of time, when the Franco-Prussian War happens, it's the second French Empire. Napoleon III rules uh, France for about 20, 20 to 30 years. I think it's like 1846 to 1870. Wait, you skipped all that Napoleon between Napoleon III? I'm going to get back to it about Napoleon. So in our story, we're going with the the Duchy of Garnier is going to be southeastern France near the Alps, near where the Italian border is. Okay, so think everybody in your mind when you're thinking France, think of like Marseille, Nice. That's the area we're going to be in. Okay. I don't think our audience knows the geography of France. Everybody in the France audience knows the, the geography of, of France. Like, think of the Mediterranean Ocean, think Nice, think Marseille. Like, we're right there. That's where Garnier is. You looking at a fucking map? Why are you, what are you... I'm looking you in the fucking eyes. <laughs> but How also, like, that? this is not a real duchy, people. Okay. So it's not going to be like super historically accurate, but just go with it. So, in our story, what I'm thinking is that during the French Revolution, the duchy of Garnier. And the uh, the Duke there, they were like, you know what? At the beginning, like this is pretty cool. You know, but the people need more rights here. You know, we've actually already been giving them some more rights, so like we're cool with this. That's fine. Then they deposed the king. It's like, all right, you know what? It's okay. And then they killed the king. It's like, dude, a little too far. 
but you know the Garnier Duchy, like but they're their own kingdom. They're like they're insular. It's like all right, so they did that like fucking crazy people in Paris. So if they don't come here, it's fine. And then Napoleon takes over. He's like, I gotta consolidate the empire. So he starts taking over the little territories, the little places that are in France, but not under his. He goes to Garnier, kills the Duke. Just like, listen, you either pledge loyalty or you're out. He's like, I can't do that. I swore my fealty to the people. All right, right, right. Now Now you're getting into the story. Hold on. You're just set us up with where we're at, you know, because now I feel like you're 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 brainstorming into the story, but we need we need a time and a place first. Okay, so that's where I'm thinking the backstory is. So I think it's it's cooler. And we kind of already discussed that. Like, that's when they lose it. That's when they leave. But I think the better Yeah, we discussed that start... they were like, they had to run away from yeah. whoever. So they hid the city. They got Napoleon one. Okay. So I'm thinking now Napoleon we started. One. Napoleon one, Napoleon Bonaparte. So Napoleon three, during the Franco Prussian War, he loses and he gets, like, basically his army gets destroyed. So I think that's our ticket into the story is like, that uh so why'd you say it, napoleon one if we're doing napoleon three you need to keep up with the napoleons here okay yeah but you just said napoleon one but we're doing napoleon three so why'd you even bring up napoleon one napoleon one is the one who killed the original duke of garnier okay and then duke the that's, grandpa the great grandpa great grandpa we're gonna get into the specifics of that but this is how it ties together napoleon one is the one who kicked him out napoleon okay, that's three, a great grandpa Yes. Sets up a dictator in that area to like okay. keep control for him. Napoleon. And that's who we're who our heroes are going against currently. Well, that's still about 70 years before and so we're going against that guy's son. That guy's son is a, still the dictator. And then during the when Napoleon III loses the battle and the Prussians basically take over Paris is when he's like it's time to split off and create our own kingdom. And that's when it gets like real bad for the people. And I think that's our ticket in to be like, this guy's going to be like form a own country. It's going to slaughter his people who oppress it or who aren't bad with dictator him. Who's... And that's why Helena needs to go find this. Elena. Guy. Elena. Sorry. All right. So what do you think about that? Well, we start with that in instead of the 1890s. The 1890s is boring. Everybody already has a republic. Who cares? Okay. So where is Texas in the 1870s? Right after the Civil War. So it's it's wild wild west. We have like saloons and those doors that swing open and horses tied around. You know, basically Shanghai uh, noon, right? That, I don't know. I never saw that one. But well, seen Shanghai Nights then, obviously. No, you haven't seen the Shanghai Noon or Shanghai Nights sequel series. I'm not a hundred percent sure what you're talking about. Are you having a Jackie show? Chan, Owen Wilson? I don't know. Oh, you movies. mean the Western rip? You mean the Western ripoff of Rush Hour? This guy hasn't seen my big fat Greek wedding. This guy hasn't seen Shanghai New. This guy hasn't seen from Justin to Kelly. Does this guy watch movies? Also, I haven't seen Surf Ninjas. You're just adding to it. Wow. All right. So Leroy Gardner is not 18, 1870s, 1870s, right? In Texas, in a saloon type place. And then we got this French duchy called Garnier uh, that's being taken over by a dictator. And there's a female freedom fighter, Elena, with an E, E-L-E-N-A. I'm going to keep calling her Helena, but go on. Okay. Yeah, well, that will piss off the continuity police of this podcast. Well, we already discussed it that uh, Leroy Gardner is kind of like the Brendan Fraser in The Mummy, where he's like, 
the tough guy buffoon, but the real smarts and the real brains behind the operation, the real hero of the story is Elena, the freedom fighter. Yeah, what's her last name? I don't know any French names. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do a quick little Google search for French names as Devin pulls up that outline. Okay, so basically we start in France. We see the troubles first, and then we get the whole, you know, we need to find the true heir to the kingdom, and then we smash cut to Texas, and we find Leroy Gardner. Is that, is that our start there, basically? Her name is Elena Dupont. Okay. All right. So Elena is with the dictator in the beginning. Probably see the antagonist right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe she's like she's betrothed to the dictator. And I think he's old. I think he's like sixties because you know what? His dad. He's the son of the original dictator, right? Or the guy put in charge by Bonaparte the Third, who wasn't truly a dictator, more of like a vassal of the empire type thing. And now that shit's gone to hell. The son is like, I'm not going to just be the supporting role to some some one. This is going to be my own country, right? And Elena's family maybe is some some top people in this whatever. So to legitimize his claim, he's like, I'm going to marry Elena Dupont. Okay, I like that. Except but they are, do, have a big we, age gap. Big we, age gap. Why don't we lower him a little bit? To like fifty, because we want him to at least be somewhere in his physical prime for when yeah, we have the inevitable to showdown yeah, with he's our fight Leroy him. guy. All right, so why don't we do first scene? So exterior Garnier Day. Garnier is a fictional kingdom in the province region near southeast France. Elena de Point is with the dictator. Do we got a name for him? Yeah, let's go with Trevor Toussaint. All right, so where are they at? They're, they're walking around outside. They in the castle. I think they're in the castle. And is she going to be in there? Right? Yeah, she's in there. Mm-hmm. And then he receives like a telegraph, and then he turns to tell his like subordinates the wedding is on, and then tells Elena to go make her preparations for uh, the ceremony. What's this telegram all about? The telegram is going to be that he received from Otto von Bismarck from the Prussians that Napoleon III has been captured and that he will not move against him if he forms his own kingdom because there's going to be like a little bit of backstory that he was kind of working with the Prussians to take down Napoleon for his own good. So this guy's a double-crossing bastard. Okay. So then uh, should Elena go to like a bar where she meets with her resistance in the basement? And gives us the backstory of the we need to find the kingdom. Yeah, so let's yeah, let's go to like a, a bar tavern with the resistance. And I think you're right. She meets up with the resistance. She tells them what she heard. That there's no support coming from France or whatever. And then maybe somebody else in the resistance tells her like it's time. It's our only chance. By the true heir? Yeah. All right, someone brings up the true heir of Garnier. Um, and, like, do we have that prophecy? Like, you know, mention the prophecy that uh, of Garnier, if if Garnier is ever in trouble, a Gar- uh, heir of Garnier or son of Garnier will come to, to free its people or something. Okay. Is that a prophecy or, like, a myth? Or is that, like, a... What I, would is be that? Like a I would be, like, a myth. So, all right, let's flesh out the Garniers a little bit here. So, what? like, they've obviously been in this region 
Like I would say their family's been in this region for like thousand or so years. Maybe they weren't directly in charge the whole time, but they were always part of like the ruling structure of the tribe. And then finally a duchy. I'm thinking they were there when there were Romans. They were there when Charlemagne came. They were there, you know, when the Franks invaded, all that type of stuff. And, and they're always finally... like people of power, right? They were like the leaders mm-hmm. and kings and duchies or whatever titles were, but had like maybe had a crown or something. And maybe we can do something like when the Romans first came or maybe when like the Saracens uh, first came that a Garnier rose up and freed the people and then became their duke, their king, or whatever. And so they always worked with whatever outside force kind of was, you know, on them, because they were never big enough to be, like, their own thing, really. But they're always insular enough where they could just be like, okay, we'll keep the Romans at bay, or we'll just, like, pay them a tribute, or we'll do the same with the Franks, or whatever. But the Garniers ruled the land. They're able to keep their own shit, yeah. They're able to protect their people. So maybe they need to have something of value, kind of like Wakanda, has a vibranium. Maybe they have some precious gems or something. Okay. Like, All right, so know, maybe they uh, use Averill, that for like... Maybe because it's a St. Patrick's Day or like Sapphire. Everyone likes blue. Okay, we could do Emeralds. That's fine. I like Sapphires. We're going with Sapphires. All right, let's just switch it to Sapphires. Is that fine? I'll give you that one. This isn't okay. the Blarney Stone, people. We're not dealing with Emeralds. Even you could have had like... that. You could have had that. We could have been talking about Ireland right now on this show. On I got three show. emeralds on right now. It's I very green what I'm looking at. My lights are green. My computer is green. My shirt's green. My eyes are green. All right, let's get back to the story. Okay, so the Garniers have been around basically a thousand years, usually kind of in power. The first king of the first Garnier rose up and freed the people from the Romans. Let's say the Romans. And the legend yeah, has and it. And then they named the place Garnier after him. Yeah. And then the legend has it that if Garnier was ever in trouble, the true son of Garnier would come home. I say a forgotten heir. True son is, you know, because if we say forgotten heir, we could somehow lead this to Elena Dupont being like a descendant of the Garniers through a different line. And she was the forgotten heir. And not Leroy Gardner, you know, make it a little bit of a double meaning type thing. It's like we think we're going this way, but we're really go. We're showing you this. Well, we're we're taking your watch with this hand. You know what I mean? Okay, I like that. All right, but I don't know you about know? For, forgotten air. Maybe the true air. Okay, true air. Whatever. Let's go true air. That the true air of Garnier would rise up and save the people once again. Okay. Um. So should we mention? The the sapphires in the first scene maybe have a lot of sapphires in the room. Yeah, I would just say have sapphires in the room. So the true heir would rise up and save the people again. And then Elena goes, fuck, smash cut, San Antonio, Texas, USA. Uh, no need for a fuck there. No need. Yeah, but it's funnier. First of all, they're, te- they're going to speak French people talk. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck is a French word. <laughs> is it? I don't know. They always say part of my French when you say fuck. So. Oh, of my French. But how does she know about him? About him. Yeah. So this goes into a little backstory that I don't know if got cut. But we discussed that her that his dad had searched for it and that we did talk about maybe he got captured and was in some some cells. 
So she possibly could have been like a little girl taking care of him. And he like told the story like, I'm not the last one. There's still my son. You know, I don't I don't like that. I don't like well, the, how... the the ending. I like the I like the part where she was maybe a little girl. Maybe maybe she wasn't taking care of him. Maybe she one day wandered in and found him. But maybe yeah, he was like she could have been an aristocrat, and you know she was like her just family playing. was brought to the castle or something, yeah. and then she found her way to the dungeon and and found this old man in chains or something. Yeah, and then she maybe he says something. He's delirious about his son in texas or something like that. because i want if the dad's there i want him to have never broken so like that's like his son we're gonna have leroy to hate his dad because his dad just left but he finds out later like your dad was tortured for years and never gave you up yeah but still you he know, left him it did leave him and his mom died so he was left to leave his live with his grandpa and his grandma died so it's just him and his grandpa so let's say like she was a little girl. She was running around and she stumbled into this because she was a risk grant in the cash. She stumbled down there, found this guy. And maybe he told her or maybe it was a delirium. We don't have to know that detail. So yet, she'll have to tell him this later in the story and it'll be like told, but then shown through a flashback for the audience. So maybe in this tavern scene, instead of saying like, we have to go get the true air, they're just saying like, you know, we got to rise up. It's like the people won't do it, man. You know, anything yeah, they other say than... in French in 1890, in 1870s, they're really like, dude, man, I don't think this shit's going to happen, bro. Listen, bro, <laughs> let's be chill about this. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't know if the people are going to fucking follow us, bro. At the point that I was trying to make is that they are basically lamenting the fact that they've lost and nothing short of a miracle will help the people rise up against him. And she's like, I might have that miracle. Smash cut. San Antonio. Okay, first Texas. of all, I love your enthusiasm. Let me just tell you how it's wrong. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus Christ. We this need a little exposition. Ep- this whole episode is going to be like. We literally came up with this great scene about them talking about the exposition, and we get finished with the scene, and you literally go, Nope, they don't do that. They say, Oh, fuck us. And she goes, Don't worry, I have a plan. And instead of her explaining the plan, we cut to fucking Texas. What? They could still do the exposition part. And like just okay, say, but you just you literally said no. We're not doing any of that. We're cutting what if, it out. What if they're just like, listen, the people won't rise up without a miracle. And then someone's like, the only miracle that they fucking believe in is that stupid goddamn prophecy about the t- the true heir rising up and saving Garnier again, just like the first king of Garnier. And then she's like, fuck, <laughs> smash cut, Texas. Texas. <laughs> or she could just say Texas, and they're like, what? Smash cut. You know, fine. You know, and this is all have to be in French too. Yeah. So your fuck joke not gonna be fucking landing when it's from or flown. The French people are gonna hate me for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. So why don't we do that? Because then we get the exposition about the fucking prophecy. That's what I'm saying. We need to get that out. We need to have this lore. We gotta build. Where the, the lore. architects we gotta architect of fucking of lore. lore of death. And you're trying to take away our goddamn lore. It's a great fucking lore. We got the the Roman, the first king of Garnier. They they named the goddamn kingdom after him, and you're like, fuck it, fuck all that shit. What about if these rebel bros? What if they're just like, 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 bro? I don't think it's gonna work out anymore. Let's let's challenge them to a sack off. (laughs) Yeah, the only way we can 
figure out who is the rightful owner is a combination of the secchi of the hacky. <laughs> I don't know if that's borderline like fucking jingoistic or whatnot. What you just I'm French. That. I can say that. <laughs> You're French Canadian. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't got to mention the Canadian part. <laughs> <laughs> they had to come from somewhere. It's not like we're into it. All right. Let's let's move on. So we go to Texas. What's the next scene? Texas. Do we want to do because I know you had that good idea last time about him, her finding him in jail cell. Do we want to see how he got to the jail cell or do we? I think, just yeah, I think we want to before we introduce them being together. I think we then take some time with little Leroy Gardner. We get a exposition or not an exposition, uh, um, establishing shot of the town. So we get that we're in Texas. We get the dusty roads. We yeah, get the swing and doors. Swing and doors. Swing and doors. Everybody, just in horses. your mind, think back to the future three. Mm-hmm. And I want to see one of those horses that has like a merle coloring, like a cow. It's not important to the story, but I want to see it. I, I think, think around the corner from the bar, just outside, just like right in the edge of the shot, is just the little silver of a DeLorean. And then we push it. I'm not mad at it. So I'm going. Okay, okay. Love an Easter egg. Um, so this is 1870s Texas. Let me let me yeah, close. So he's scene. in, a, I think, a saloon, and in we have a saloon. good old fashioned bar fight. Okay, but if it, it it's possible, it's probable that the audience would think 1870s Texas, and this guy is late 20s, early 30s. This motherfucker fought in the Civil War, and probably as a Confederate. Let's switch it. I think he fought for the Union side. That's yeah. probably why so some of this bar fight. T-shirt that says "I'm with Union." Yeah, <laughs> or Union proud. No, no, no. But like some of the bar things, unions like... keep these countries strong. Okay, all right. Is that what you wanted? You you got any more Union jokes? Support unions. Not a joke. It's I, we support unions here. At Architects of Lore. We support unions, except not for our employees. And if you bring it up again, you're all fired. <laughs> This is an at will employee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do we how do we do that? How, like literally, is he just like no, I whistling? think part, I think the bar fight is that like he comes back to his hometown, but they like never forgave him. You went and fought for the enemy, no matter that they lost. Like oh, so, so there's a town of Confederate dicks. They're in fucking Texas. Of course, most of them are gonna be Confederates. I don't know. Saying, I'm not saying they're all dicks, but most of them are going to be Confederates. Texas yeah, fought yeah. for the Confederacy. Oh, did they? Yeah. So I think that the Ooh. bar fight can go on. Like, he's just trying to pick something up. He ordered it from the barkeep. Maybe he needs some, like, uh, some sort of alcohol for his farm to, like, I don't know, fucking sow the fields. I don't know what you would need from a barkeep. You put alcohol? Maybe the, the barkeep. Maybe the barkeep hey, is also, like, the general hey, store Hey, Morley, owner. I'm going to need you to call Zach and let him... Let them know a little does, bit about farming. How does farming work? <laughs> because I would really appreciate if you would just tell Zach not to pour alcohol onto his crops. But now, let's say that the barkeep is also the general store. He comes to pick something up, some feed or something, gets a drink, and then he doesn't start the fight, but he doesn't back down from a fight. You know what I mean? Never back down. Leroy Gardner don't back down for no fight. So I think that's that's part of it. Like it, it just gets some beef in from some town people, and then uh, that's where the bar fight happens. Unless, do we want to do? I think we talked about it a little bit. Um, in when we came up with the idea, do we want to do that 
obviously the dictator is going to have people going after them on their little adventure here. Do we want to set that up now? There's some agents of the dictator here or not yet. It might be too early for Leroy to. Maybe the agents are at the farmland. But wouldn't it be good to see them here, at least in the bar, like in the background? Ooh, so that when okay, we see them later at the bar, guy. it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe they like you kind of maybe they ask about Leroy or something like that's that that's that fucking Yankee over there that little carpet bagger those are confederate slang terms yeah but why do you know them so well I was in American history where were you in seven in 18 dead well or unalive I don't know not born yet whatever the technical term for it is unless you believe in reincarnation yeah you could have been a confederate yeah with this pale skin, you think I'm surviving in the South? Come on. So what if, you know, Leroy comes in, he's minding those business, just gets a drink, sit down, sees these mysterious men looking at him. He thinks it's kind of weird, kind of turns, maybe bumps into someone on accident. It's one of the Confederate guys, knocks over his drink. Then they get in a fight. Hey, you got to buy me a new drink. I'm not buying you nothing. You know, boom, boom, boom. Fight in jail. Night or day next I morning. It's, I think it's no, it's night. It's night. It's definitely night. I'm going to tell you why in a minute, but I want you to take the lead on this scene because you wanted to get this interaction. This was your idea with the jail scene. Go, go ahead. Paint, paint a picture in my mind about the first meeting between Elena and Leroy Gardner. The door opens to a jail with one sheriff and Leroy Gardner asleep in a cell. You just see the black silhouette of a woman. Her heels click on the floor, rise up. Elena takes one look at Leroy sleeping in the cell picks up the drink. Leroy's from... sleeping, but he's got his hat down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I fucking paint the picture? I just did this with my hand. I know it's a but visual the, podcast. But the people didn't see it. The people didn't okay, see it. Okay, okay. Well, maybe if you release the video. She picks up the sheriff's jug of, of liquor or meat or something and tosses it on Leroy. Boom. That's how he wakes up. Leroy Garnier. The name's Leroy Garden, man. All right. Do we move to the exterior and then get everything once he's out of jail? So we got to get out of the, or do we have her explain like you're, you're the heir, and then you have the sheriff laughing like that fucking son of a bitch ain't heir to nothing. I like that better, and I think Leroy has to be like, I'm just fucking Leroy Gardner, and then I think she holds up like a small sapphire, puts it on the sheriff's desk, and says for his bail. That's how she gets him out. Nice. Follow me on this. So we have the little jail scene where she mm-hmm. says, you're, you're Leroy Gardner. You're the grandson of, what do we want the grandpa's name to be? Leroy Gardner. All right, Leroy you're the grandson of Leroy Gardner. Uh, your father was? Leroy Gardner. Leroy Gardner. All right. Fine. I don't care. <laughs> Dude, in the 1870s, they did not have unique names. They were like, you, you know what? We found one name. It really fits the family, and we're going with it. So I think like basically like Garnier needs the gardeners back. You need to come with me. We we need your help. And he's like, no, no, no. So like he, I think he's got to refuse, obviously. But how do we All get right, so what are they the walking fight? back or are they are they? So I think basically he gets out and she's like, well, where are you going? And he's like, he's I'm getting going on fucking, his horse. I'm going, going home. to get on his horse. I think they go home. I think she follows him. But I want to show that she's capable. We get to the house. The grandpa is still alive. She like kneels before him. Still alive? Wait, yeah. when did we say he was dead, Zach? Well, it'd be like, how is he not? How would he still be alive by now? Oh, oh, okay. 
All right, so let's just, let's focus on the Garnier backstory. I think it'll in, infer the show, or the rest of the movie. So we're thinking that his grandpa was a little boy in Garnier right around the time that Napoleon came. And we already yeah. said, like, Napoleon killed his dad. Mm-hmm. But his dad hid the saber before he got killed. What saber? That's the whole thing, the saber, like the MacGuffin that we're going after. We brought it up like 18 times. Uh, we, said like, we said, like, pieces of power, there's a crown and a scepter, not a saber, scepter. Saber, scepter, same fucking thing. You're you're killing me with these. These are (laughs) two different things. (laughs) What's the difference between a saber and a scepter? Yeah, what's the difference between a car and a fucking horse? You know what I mean? The same fucking thing. Car, horse, same thing. All right. So I think when Napoleon was there, killed his dad. Before that, the the leader of Garnier, the Duke, always had a scepter. Scepter. Yeah, yeah. And it's like in all the paintings and stuff, and you see this scepter. And also in the paintings was a crown. But the crown hasn't been seen in a long, long time. Ever but since the scepter the, always remained. The scepter always remained. The first kings and dukes of Garnier had a crown. It's been lost to history. For maybe hundreds that's, of maybe, years. Maybe that's part of the legend is that the true heir will come back with the, the first crown and save the people. We'll make it we'll make it flow better. But, yeah. uh, it's prophecies need to have flowy descriptions and whatnot. We'll give it. And it'll be all French. So it'll sound better, too. Yeah, exactly. They'll say remember. This is all in French in the beginning. So I think basically the dad sees like Napoleon's army coming in to town and he goes to his son. And he gives his son his ring and he said, keep this, hold on to this for your life. And when you can come back, the ring will lead you to the scepter and the scepter will lead you to the free Garnier. Yeah. Something and the ring's like that. that thing that we unlocked. We talked about last episode. The ring unlocks something. So he must have hid like the scepter in the place where the ring unlocks it or something, right? Something like that. So the grandpa sees his dad die, flees with like some body staff. They get to America. Finds yeah, an American. He's a little wife. boy. He's not a grandpa at this point. He's a little yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. But, like but all of their old. names are sees... all their names are Leroy Gardner, so I gotta distinguish it between grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he get he gets basically escaped and small, you know. Because if they stayed, it would have been a whole Anastasia situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so I they think... got him out of there. So if we're moving forward in time, his son Leroy mm-hmm. Gardner has a kid. Our Leroy Gardner, our Leroy's father. Basically, when Leroy was young, we'll say Leroy was eight to nine at this point. Same age as his grandfather. Same age as like the grandfather. Probably same, save played by the same kid just to save money, you know? (laughs) We got to cut corners wherever we can. And it's going to, it's going to cost Buko bucks to get that DeLorean in there for a little Easter egg. I'm thinking his dad went, but his dad and his grandpa had a huge fight. Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't like, it's not it, time. You can't go yet. Maybe that's when like Napoleon three was rising to power. And he's like, I will not let the Garniers fall to another Napoleon. And then his grandpa was his, his dad, our Leroy's grandpa fought with his son, our Leroy's dad. <laughs> it's so confusing to talk about this because you had to make them all named Leroy. <laughs> and you're so proud of yourself. over here. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> I want to call him Leroy one, Leroy two, and Leroy three. Ours is Leroy. Yeah, three. but like Leroy two is they're the not. They're, they're probably like eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. Um, they they have a huge fight, so the grandpa doesn't give the father of our Leroy's the ring, but he leaves anyway because he wants to go save the people. It's kind of noble. Yeah. But he's also like reckless because maybe his wife just died and he's like, you have to be here. That's what I was thinking. Like his wife died. 
He gets in this fight. He's like, why would we, you know, my wife died because we're living in this shitty hole of a place. We should be the the duchess or dukes of this place that you claim that we're the heirs of, you know? I'm going back for my rightful shit. No, you can't go back. It's not time, but you don't go back. I forbid you to go back. You know, doesn't even tell him the full truth and doesn't get the ring. So that's why he still has the ring. When they Arlie never, Roy is still they never, there. They never hear from him again, so they just assume that he died or... Yeah, and then R. Leroy fucking resents him for leaving right after his mother died and and then thinks it was his grandfather's stories that caused him to leave, so he doesn't believe in any of that bullshit anyways. So when this mystery woman comes and sees, says, oh, all the stories were true, he's like, you're fucking full of shit. But the first hint that they are true is the little sapphire that she puts on his desk. And just a French woman being in fucking Texas. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I think like there's a whole dynamic of them going back to the farm. Elena meets the grandfather who's still alive. Bows down to him or bows something. Bows down to her. She acknowledge he acknowledges it. So this is kind of like, OK, our Leroy is like, all right, maybe there's a little bit of truth to this. Because why would this? So what if she want to come back for him, the grandfather, and not for Leroy? If the grandfather's still maybe alive? she di- maybe she didn't know that the grandfather was still alive. She she asked around about Leroy Gardner in town. They told him to the jail because all of them are yeah. fucking named Leroy Gardner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> OK, OK, OK. It's like, oh, wait, your like... grandfather's alive. Boom. Yeah. All right. Perfect. I don't need you anyways. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I'm following you to the homestead. We meet the grandfather. She says, hey, Napoleon three has been defeated. What up, the dictators bro? trying to. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Bro? Fear, homie. <laughs> Napoleon three is defeated. The dictators trying to you know, make Garnier a kingdom and he's oppressing the people. And then then we get an attack on the house. And it's from those agents from the bar. The mystery people. The mystery, mystery people. Because like I said, I want to show them as capable. So there's like a huge fight scene and Elena holds her own. What I want to happen at the end of the scene, though, is that the house burns down. The grandfather dies in Leroy's arms, gives him the ring. Gives him the tells ring. Him, tells yeah, him tells to go him on to a go. journey. You know, regrets his dad. Not ever. Like, think your father never had this. <laughs> Your father never had this. Your father never had with the kinesis he needed. But I think that brings the personal stakes to our hero is that he wants to go after these agents. They killed a couple of them, but then they see like a lieutenant. Each of them, not the grandpa, but each of them take somebody out. So it proves like uh, Leroy can hold his own and Elena can hold her own. She greets the grandfather with a bow, explains what's happening in Garnier, requests the grandfather to come back with her. Yeah, basically, he tells he tells his grandson, Leroy, this is our destiny. Destiny. The time is now. We have to help the people again. Mm-hmm. And then the men attack. They hold their own house burns down. The grandfather dies from smoke inhalation or something. You know, the thing where like either he gets shot or smoke inhalation where like he has that last death. Scene. I think it's I think it's shot yeah. like shot. Sure. Shot. I think it's the last like a dying guy goes to shoot um, like Elena. And the grandfather steps in front and he's like, at least I could protect you. She's like, why? She's like, you're my people. Garnier's protect the people. And he looks to his, his grandson and gives him the ring. Protect the people. Does she recognize one of the mysterious mystery men? Yeah. Okay. So, but did they make eye contact? Because if so, now they have a race. Because if he gets back or gets a telegraph off, 
that she's alive and in America, uh, the dictator is Trevor is gonna be fucking pissed. Like, where, where's he wondering if she's gone for a month? So here's the thing. I think they got to know already because how else did the dictator find them other than following Elena? I got like in my in my mind the dictator has like spies in the in the rebellion mm-hmm. and like they told him about spies so he sent his lieutenants. All they heard History was like man. Texas and Garnier, so they got there a little first. She does, or he does, or she does. They do show up to the homestead. Elena recognizes them. Um, they burn it down and kill the cattle. Our heroes hold their own, killing three out of the four assassins. The lieutenant gets away. Yeah, and then we'll have the the one dying assassin goes to shoot Elena, and uh, Grandpa steps in front. Steps the whole in. scene that we talked about protecting the people. So now he's pulled in. Now it's personal. All right, we board a train in New York City. Is that our next move, or do we just? go to new york city i think we just said new york city because i like it i like the idea of is that i wanted leroy to have some fancy dress cowboy clothes so i wanted him to rob the sheriff and then the sheriff coming out of like the latrine and his nice hat and coat are gone and he's you know chasing him down and he's on the back of a train and just says thank you kindly so i think we do the thank you kindly scene they stole the fancy stuff from the sheriff and then we just see a map scene of them traveling up to New York, board a boat through over the Atlantic, through the Straits of Gibraltar into the Mediterranean up to southeastern France. OK, I had him on the steamboat because um, we talked about having like that shared room. Did we talk about that? Or was it? I don't remember. In my head. I think I was thinking in head. Sometimes I get ideas in my head and I'm like, I don't know if we discussed that or if I discussed that with Devo. So we obviously talked about that Elena was the love interest of the dictator, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it's a good it's a good port, right? It's a good port. Um, Because I don't know. Is there that scene in the room where it's like, oh, there's only one bed? Because like, we have to make a little bit of a love story here right now. Right now, at first, it's like, oh, the bitterness. You're not you're not. Fuck you, lady. You know, we don't know me. And then he sees her at, at the homestead kind of holding her own. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of whatever. Obviously, this is not the last destination they're going to do. So we can put this scene that you want to do, this whole sleeping on the bed thing on a different scene. Because they're going to be. Yeah, but a- is it what in the first time this brought up is when they're on the steamboat or do they? She has yeah, enough. They're going to have multi- to buy them two rooms. They got, they got two rooms. Okay, so here's how we do this one. This one to show that they didn't have a shared room. They both come out of their doors on the steamboat, walk over to the uh, the railing and get their first, and Leroy gets his first glimpse of Europe. Over a hill, like they're cresting over a hill, or there's a horse-drawn carriage. Or How do they get into the city? Do they have to be secret, or is it big enough where people coming into the city isn't isn't something that people would take notice of? I think it's in between like they're trying to be incognito, but it's basically like if you have your hoods drawn up, you can walk into like it's a bigger city. It's not like Paris, but it's not, you know, just so like maybe a, it's a, like Gandalf and Frodo on the cart and they're like, you know, going in a cart with their hoods up. Come, You know, sure. Let's do back of someone else's, you know, hitchhikers into town. Yeah. Trying to keep a low profile. So this is where we see the people, the peasants are in is starving. Yeah, I think we got to see something as he's coming into the city for the first time. Like the conditions are poor. It's dreary. 
there's like starvation and then there's like obviously like uh guards just walking through like soldiers just walking through like maybe button people out of the way hitting them with their rifles all right so right there i think it's gonna be easy said and done it's like they think all right we'll just go to the catacombs the ring opens it up and we told him to go to the catacombs so that's gotta be the grandpa take the ring to the catacombs that's an easy thing okay fine go ahead um so how the catacombs they can just get in right they're open to the public so do the catacombs lead okay so i don't know if we discussed this before but i don't think the saber is the key and i think that there's okay i don't think the scepter is the key and i think that there's like a hidden chamber or dungeon or something that when opened up is like filled with enough gold to to buy an army and enough weapons to supply an army and the crown so like you know the key and like maybe throughout history it has been part of the ruling people to like make sure that this hidden dungeon and it's like a myth between the people they don't really know about it, but this hidden thing is is um is filled i don't know what do you think okay what about Okay, I don't. I definitely like it that it has a crown. I like it that it has supplies. Sure, at least gold or like whatever was gold weapons, sapphires, the crown. And I definitely like that it's been like a family secret. Maybe the catacombs are underneath. So what about this? Maybe the fortress. Maybe part of the reason why the dictator can remain in power is that the castle, the palace, the fortress that we saw earlier is like kind of either up on a hill, like surrounded by like a, a ravine. So it's like you cannot really storm it. It's almost impenetrable. That's ah, why. I... Give me ten good men, and I'll impregnate the bitch. Okay, so maybe part of this whole thing is that we, we there's like a secret place in the catacombs which are underneath the palace, but also like it opens up a back way into the palace. And this is their way into. This is their way in. Kill the dictator. Yeah. Because like and going were... in the front, going in the front door would be suicide. Yeah. So this is kind of like the cat spa entrance. So how do the rebels know about this secret entrance? For the I don't. Fighters? Maybe maybe they don't know. Maybe they just know to get the you know they got to get the Garnier because that's the legend. You get the Garnier and they'll save it. And then the Garniers know that the ring will lead you to the way to save the people. So is there a note inside the tomb? From his great grandfather, the guy who was killed from Napoleon. So we'd see, like, to my son, you know, th- so it's written to his son, his grandfather. Mm-hmm. This is the saber of our people. It has been passed scepter. down. From ru- this is the scepter of our people. It's been passed down from ruler to ruler. It unlocks a hidden fault that has the power to save us all or something. Yeah. Cause maybe, maybe his son never, kn- maybe the grandpa never knew this part. Yeah. His dad just told him, take the ring, come back. And the ring will lead you to save the people. And then it like it opens up this scepter thing. There's a note from his dad. There's a his secret great grandfather to his grandfather. Yeah. And the note basically specifies like there's a there's a secret vault and a secret entrance into the capital uh the castle using this scepter. But we don't want it to be that easy, right? You can't just get the scepter. No, the movie's no. gonna be over in like thirty five. Yeah, minutes I think here. I think when he puts first puts it in, it doesn't work. And that's the end of Act One. Like, oh fuck! And maybe you know, no, 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 no. They have to end on a win. 
They have to end on a no, win. No, they Everyone don't. I ends was wrong last week. I was wrong last week. My apologies to the listeners. So the catacombs also have the vault entrance that maybe has like a mural. It's like a big circle or something. Yeah, like a mural of like the first king with the scepter and the crown, but it's in and stone. And it's like you have to put the scepter's head in. And, and then turn he turns it and nothing happens. Nothing happens. End of act one. I like that. That's a good idea. So clearly he needs something in the scepter or something else has to. Yeah, he needs something else to unlock it. I think I think we need a little little bit of spice, a little bit of flavor. So right now, I think someone's coming down. Someone's coming down into the catacombs, like being like, "Who's down here?" You know. All right. Who's down here? Why, why, why are we going with the British? We're in France. I don't know. Maybe that's who the the dictator is getting to help him because he can't get fr- the French people. So he's got. Or do we or do we go with Prussians to like more highlight that little secret pact that him and Otto von Bismarck had? Okay, yeah, we'll have some Prussians start entering. But I think Elena realizes that something was revealed, like a message. And they gotta do like a charcoal etching real quick. So end of so Leroy tries to use the scepter to open the secret chamber, but it doesn't work. And then they find out that uh, some Prussians are coming. End of act one, right? Yeah, but give me a German accent. Hello? Is anyone down there? You shouldn't be down here. No? No, We will come and get you. We will burn you to the ground. It is not okay to go against us. All right, I like it. That's that's the Germans, well, the Prussians at this point, because the they're not the German Empire yet. End of Act 1. Act 2, Prussians approach. We got to get out of here. He takes the scepter. Alina. run. Notices, no, she has to notice uh, uh, that something was revealed. Maybe an etching was revealed in the thing. They got to do a chalk thing. And that has like the riddle for the rest of what they need to do. Because then this would help the Prussians slash the dictator. Did we come up with a name for that guy? Yes, we did. Trevor Toussaint. They'll see the the etching as well. And now that sends them on this journey of like, what? What is this? So what do you want this this like riddle or revealing to be? Like, what is it saying? Obviously, it's going to be something like you have to go find something because that's the adventure part. What are they Maybe trying to find? Some precious stones because oh. they were known for their sapphires. How about some sapphires that have to be fucking like Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos style, dropped into the the yeah. saber in order to so we can see some some pieces of the puzzle going together you know this whole you thing i how did i miss this people i knew this was gonna happen i he's he's been he's been on this infinity gauntlet thing for weeks because he loves robert Downey jr and iron man and this is this movie is gonna end. i'm not talking about the iron gauntlet i'm talking about the <laughs> yeah but this movie i just know you your joke at the end of this fucking show is gonna be when they're going like i'm the dictator and he's like yeah but i am Leroy Gardner. Yeah, that's not a bad way to end this fucking movie, man. <laughs> All right, and okay. He so they... does some cowboy shit, whatever cowboys do. Obviously, at the end of the movie, he's going to have to hog cattle tie Trevor Yeehaw, Toussaint. Oh, little rope yeah. him up? Yeah, little, obviously. Little Maybe comes in on a horse. And he's but we'll got, get... like, you know, he's got the thing, and he's got his horse, and he's got his... 
We're he's... jumping ahead. We're okay, jumping okay. ahead. We're, we'll okay. get there. But we'll uh, get and there. then the other guy's got a sword, and he's like, "Guns are so old." Blah blah blah. Cut some. Maybe they're in a hall of mirrors. Some. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. So yeah, we'll get there. So now we go back to the tavern. Elena brings Leroy to the Freedom Fighters. They don't think much of him. They go over the riddle and find more clues or a map on the hill to the scepter to find the lost sapphires of Garnier. Elena gives Leroy an out, but Leroy says the people need his help. Fine. So I, I think, think this, next... this this whole next act has to be the adventure portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traveling I think around. Right after this, we have to go back to the catacombs where the dictator has been brought down. Says, just open it up. Use some pickaxe. Open it up and say, no, no, that will collapse. And then, like, then the cat spa comes in, one of the freedom fighters, and tells them Elena has found the air and they're on the search for the the, the sapphires. So now we're on to the action and adventure and the adventure. So where are we going? So I think where, that the how many, the, how many the things are we looking for? I don't know, three or four, three to four lo- locations. Okay. So you go to one location and then you're back. That's not really that fun. Two no. is like a little too much, little too little. I think three or four is a sweet three spot. Three is too preachy. Three, four, five locations. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. So th- this is the this is the fun part. Where do we want them to go? We're gonna we got to stick to exclusively like Europe, Northern Europe, Africa yeah. area because you know it's still 1870s. We've already used a long period of time to get here. We can't be going like to India or China or Japan or South Africa or anything like that. Yeah, we got to no. stay in places that like take less than a week to get to. So also let's so clearly the Garniers had planned for the fact that somebody might have to come back. So obviously during their time period there, there must have been turmoil which would make sense because like romans invaded franks invaded. yeah i think so they, they were had... in such a place in europe that it was constantly being invaded that they had some fail safe so that if there was ever a time when a ruler of garnier needed to return after being locked out or disposed of he has a way back or they have a way back yeah so the family is the ones that like basically hid these things so that would make sense so we got to go, if you're going to hide something and it's got to be there for hundreds of years, it's got to be in a place that you know is going to last for a while. And I'm yeah, not like saying a, like, like I'm not saying like they, they hid all of these all at once. Maybe like different members of the family hid. There was four or five of these gems originally and they each hid one eventually, like after another invasion, like this still isn't safe enough. Let me hide another one. Yeah, like they had the four gems that went into the scepter yeah, let's saber. go with four. I like four. Four yeah, things. Scepter. Stop saying saber. And, you know, that unlocks the door or whatever, however it works. But after the first time of trouble, they took off one of them and yeah. hit it. Yeah. So now, you know, if the, the saber, scepter, scepter was to fall in the wrong hands, it still doesn't have the Sometimes point. I think you say saber to piss me off. And other times, I think you legitimately forget that it's set. I forget which one. It's like a tie bet. It's like a tie bet situation over here. <laughs> and then, after you know four times of this, now they have four different places that these these sapphires are hidden. Okay. Because after a time of trouble, it's like okay, we need to protect it even more. You can't like just one like is each... hidden, the second one's hidden. You know. And I think each location has to maybe have a clue to where the next one is. Okay. 
So that would make sense because like if you have them all there on the sketching, then the the dictator could have just sent four people to those locations to find them instead yeah, yeah, of following yeah. our heroes. All right. Well, so I think if, I think the etching says something like gather the four, you know, stones or whatever from the four corners of the earth in order to bring back, you know, whatever. Sure. I don't know. And then on the actual saber wait, I got receptor, it. there's something that leads to the first clue. Maybe not on the scepter, maybe on the etching. Doesn't matter where, but I think the first clue has to say something. Go with me on this about um lighting your way on your journey because we're going to the lighthouse of alexandria isn't that in the bottom of the sea in the second or third century yes uh but i think our our family was thanks because like if you're a long longevity family you're gonna hide something you want it to be there forever so i'm thinking yeah. py- pyramids mountains a mountain like but you're not you don't want to just put it under a tree in the hole in the wall and then a thousand years later that tree's not there he's like okay what what's a man-made structure that's probably going to last forever or at least a hunt, couple hundred years great wall of china i guess we're going to china we're not going to china i like your wall thing i got an idea for that i think we start with the lighthouse of alexandrix maybe like a garnier person really studied lighthouses he went to alexandria was disappointed that it was under the ocean but it's just out like it's in the harbor in front of them Maybe Is he it? was, yeah. Maybe he was an archaeologist, and like knew, like found where it was, and he hid his first one there. And maybe that's in like a thousand A.D. Okay, so it's it's been there for like seven or no, eight hundred seventy years. Maybe it's so, a little later. So how do they, what do they got to use like air hoses to like suck? Like well, say eighteen seventies. Can't they dive down? So they use a diving suit and an air pump. Okay. And maybe there's like a fish or something that attacks them or a shark. So I think during this adventure period where they're going from place to place mm-hmm. is when their love story really starts to like. Oh, yeah. This is where they have the single room on a train and uh, the steamboat. Yeah. We could do that. We could do the steamboat across over to Alexandria because it's across the Mediterranean. And they can do the whole thing where the steamboat only has one more room left. We do your whole little sleeping on the floor thing that you wanted to do. Okay. 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 All right, so we're going to the Lighthouse of Alexandria. All right. Where else can we go? It's off the coast. They had to dive down. Well, first we have that steamboat scene where it's like, they only got one room. Oh, who's going to yep. take it? Blah, blah, blah. One, um, one of them's got to be afraid of water. Well, they're already on the boat. Then we do the little cute scene. It's like, yeah, I'm good with water when I'm on a boat, but now you want me to go in the water? So Leroy's afraid of the water? Yeah, let's go Leroy, because that's funnier. Yeah. So does, why can't, so... Elena has all, to go in? No, maybe it's funnier because the only suit, the diving suit they can find in Alexandria is for a guy, which would make sense because I don't think there were women divers in the 1870s. That could have been very sexist of me, and I apologize if there were any women divers in the 1870s. But they get the sapphire, and they get they get the next clue. Where's the next clue going to be? Is it on the sapphire? Is it? I think it's maybe in the box or something. Maybe they get a box, and then they have to open the box. It's like kind of like a little puzzle box, and the puzzle reveals the next clue, and the sapphire's inside too. In a box that... with the Leroy with the gardener seal on it, so he knows. Yeah, what to look for, and the gardener seal is just like a bro in a hacky sack, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, okay. <laughs> because that that's the way we like. If it's a puzzle box, we can also show that uh, do the whole um, Elena Smart thing as well to like reinforce that. I mean, he's just gonna. 
maybe they're all puzzle boxes and she figures out the first one and they're in a and rush then he later just smashes he just the runs. other yeah yeah that's good i like that all right so we got the lighthouse of alexandria so we gotta go we gotta do three i would say three more places right get four of them where do you want to go Devin? so what's big in that time period so we did we did like a hot climate with alexandria and we're in egypt and then we're diving um uh, oh is that high, lighthouse of alexandria in egypt yes Okay, so probably don't want to go to a pyramid or anything. No. Um, you said that you had an idea that came to you when I said the wall, Great Wall of China. Oh, yes. Good call. Um, so obviously the Romans invaded there before, so they would know of Roman culture. So I think it's plausible that one of the family members would have saw the Byzantine Empire and thought the Theodosian walls in, at this point, it's Istanbul it was taken over in 1453. So Constantinople, those walls, he'd be like, those are going to last forever. I'm going to hide one there. So they could go to Istanbul, different okay. region, big city. That feels like it would be one of the the later ones. So say there is like the tomb of the first Garnier or something. And that was in a different place or where he died say like he died in the mountains around Garnier, like the Alps or something. Okay. So that could be where the oldest one is hidden. And then we go the second oldest one, which is Istanbul. And the third oldest one is Lighthouse of Alexandria, right? Okay. So you want the, you want the two. I feel like it should go in order, right? So it's like the, the first one back in the back, back, back day, they hid it in a place that was, you know, does that make sense? Does it make sense to go Lighthouse of Alexandria and then to the walls? Like, I'm just saying, like, because the, if they have clues for where the other ones are hidden, so that person who hit them had to know where that the previous one was hidden. Okay, so the Alexand- the Lighthouse of Alexandria would have to be the most recent one. Unless there was never something going backwards. closer in time that was built. I mean, what, what stand the test of time in Europe? I mean, we have like Notre Dame or Notre Dame or Vatican. Well, you want to go to Versailles or. Okay. You wanted to go to Paris. Versailles outside of Paris. We could do that. All right. We could Actually, do the Palace that's, of Versailles. That's a, that's a good idea because we have the Prussians being um, the evil guys along with the dictator here. And in 1870, they are occupying Paris and in Versailles. So if okay. one of them's there, they have to go like basically behind enemy lines. But that should be probably closer. To the to end, the right? Midpoint. No, you're right. That should be the midpoint. Because I was thinking about this. There has to be like a clock on this, right? Like they have yeah. to get these things before something, or else there's no tension. It's like, oh, you could take three years to find and then come back. So maybe, maybe at first they don't know there's a clock to it, and maybe when they're at this like Versailles Prussian palace, they find out something, or something is going to happen. Like the dictator's going to be ratified by. X date or whatever. Maybe the dictator's there too. Like they run into him. So yeah. it's like after the lighthouse of Alexandria, would it make sense to go to Versailles? Or do we do another place that then Versailles? And then there's we do the another final place, place then Versailles. That they gotta go and then they find the final thing and then get caught, all is lost, brought back to the catacombs, and they have the big fight and whatever. 
I like that. Why don't we have the Alps one that you just talked about, the tomb of the first Garnier? Because that is right near where Garnier is supposed to be, southeastern France. The Alps are right there. Yeah, so that's then the when they last get ca- one. And that's where they get captured. Yeah, that's And that's idea. where they're brought back. Okay, so we'll go. Do we so want to do Vatican City? or Because that's kind of... If we like break into Vatican City and break into the Palace of Versailles, it's basically the same thing. It's the thing, same right? scene. Like I kind of think like we go Theodosian walls, we go Istanbul after the lighthouse. And I think these are like kind of quicker scenes. Like yeah, just and, to but, show. Like, how like, do the, they get how do they figure out what piece of the wall is in? Does it have to like Yeah. So represent I represent something I know exactly know, like, where it is. Okay. It's going to be where the Ottomans broke through the wall with their cannon when they took the city and I believe it was 1453 because that is a very specific part of the wall so it's easy to find yeah it's 1453 so maybe a Garnier was not there right then but heard of it went there and as they were rebuilding it he hid it in a nook or something like that when was the palace of Versailles built construction was 1661 maybe that was one of placed in no, they're not placed like during the time period. It's that the Garniers researched these places and were like, we have to find things that are going to stand the test of time. So one was like the the lighthouse of Alexandria is always going to be there. It's never going to move. The Theodosian walls are always going to be there. Once the palace of Versailles gets built in 1661, they're like, well, that's where the king of France lives. So he's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe they like they got up to like they were invited to a dinner party because they were obviously a duke. That's when they hit he it presented somewhere. a sapphire to him, yeah. and you know. Okay, I think we got that part. We're good. Does it? Does the puzzle box in the Theodosian Wall have to lead them to the Palace of Versailles? Where else? Would and it if lead that them? was well, if that was placed there in the 14th century, like you said, Palace no, no, Versailles that's that, the 1453 is when the wall was broken down. The Garniers could have went there later. And just found that spot and put it in there somewhere. So the first stone that was hidden is in the Alps. The second is in the Palace of Versailles. The third is in the Theodosian Wall. And the fourth is in the Lighthouse of Alexandria. Sure. Fuck it. So I'm just asking, does that make sense for them to like do that? Like the first one, it could have been like way back in the day. The second one, it could have been like times are getting weird in the 16... 16- 80s so they place one there another time could be in the 1700s and the last time could be in the 18 early 1800s well they got run out of town right around 1805 so there's not that much time left there okay maybe the palace of versailles the last one they placed okay so that would go before the alexandria one yeah huh that might work Cause that might put the timeline on it. I think we got it. We got to hit. I think we hit two before the palace of Versailles. Cause that's when the, like, yeah, the, I think it's the midpoint. That's when the, like we hit, maybe so they just change the other ones to bigger places or we just don't worry about it. Maybe they just hid all of them at the same time. Something happened in the mid 1600s and the family came together and like, we got to hide these things. And so they hit them like all at once, all four pieces. All right, so I guess that, that clears it up why they can go to the Lighthouse of Alexandria that would lead them to the Notion Walls, that would lead them to the Palace of Versailles, that would lead them to the Alps. Because maybe it happened all in the time of like the late 1600s, early 1700s. 
that's why he's like, okay, what are four things that will never leave? At that time period, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I, um, I like the idea that they hit them over time, but I like I really think the Palace of Versailles has to be the midpoint, which means that there has to be a few before that. So there has to be a reason why they would lead to there. So yeah, I think they hit them all at once in the late in the mid to late sixteen hundreds after something happened. And they go like that, yeah. Um and obviously in these scenes, I think there's going to be some sort of puzzle or something like i think the first two the first one is easy like you just have to get over your fear of going in the theodosian walls i think there has to be some sort of clue that they have to figure out where it is and that's where they figure out like oh this is this is the spot where the cannonball came through so it's obviously around here then they figure out some other clue so they're showing their intelligence the palace of versailles has to be a reintroduction to the villain in there yeah i think that's why you see the dictator at the palace of versailles we hear their plans with the Prussians. The timeline's elevated, and maybe they have another fight with some some swordsmen or some. Maybe they barely escaped this one. So, like, what if it's like they're sneaking into this? Like, he's you want to sneak into the Vatican, mm-hmm. and you also wanted to have a fancy dress thing. Why don't we combine fancy the two? They sneak party. into a fancy dress, dress party. There's like a military party going on. Obviously, the dictator would be there because he kind of helped the Prussians mm-hmm. take it. Then we learned the elevated timeline, like you said. Maybe they got those masks, like. Uh... All right, so we got a we got like a masquerade military party that they infiltrated the Palace of Versailles, and all they think is they're doing is just going to get the sapphire. Yeah, but then they find like the dictator there. They realize the dictator and the Prussians are in league with each other. The timeline gets elevated, and then they, they get fight f- some assassins. They get found out. They fight some assassins. They barely escape. Boom! Got to go to the Alps. So the first tomb. Or the king of the first, oh, damn it, the tomb of the first Duke king. of Garnier. So then, oh yeah, we got this. Okay, so we had a we had like a water scene, we had like a desert scene type like type thing with uh, Istanbul. Well, I don't think they're really in the desert. They're like a warmer climate. And then we got a masquerade, like fancy dress scene, and now we got like a, a cold weather scene up in the Alps in the mountains. Dude, we're just hitting all the beats. Get the last sapphire, Infinity Gauntlet assembled. You know. They come out, they're surrounded. All mm-hmm. is lost. Captured. Oh, thank you, Fraulein, for leading us here. We never would have found it on our own. You and your dumb American. Hey, I'm a Texan. Who you calling American? <laughs> I got a great German accent. Yeah, it took a little while to find it, but I got it. So I think they got to be led through the town. That's what I was just thinking, because then the people rise up. So when they're captured, there's a a French rebellion, because, you know, they love it. They're doing it right now in Paris. That's true. That's when history repeats itself. The the guards have to go out. They, you know, Elena uses her her smarts to to get uncaptured. You know, maybe she says that she will marry um, the dictator or something. Kick shoots him. I don't know. Kicks no, him. I do. There's, there's, uh, I do like Leroy scene. coming in on a horse, and there's got to be a fight scene between day. either the lieutenant or the dictator. I think it's the dictator versus Leroy Gardner, and it's the dictator with a sword, and Leroy Gardner with his trusty lasso. So what's this? Okay. All right. So. They're caught. Dictator, you know, is in there. He's telling them their devised plan. Thanks for getting this thing for me. 
you know, now is this still in the Alps or back in? This is in the, the catacombs. Okay. This is the catacombs. So they got the they got led through the town to yeah, there. Led through the town. The and people then see them. People see them. They start to they... rise up. They start to scream Garnier, Trousseau to Garnier or whatever. But then they get to the catacombs. Got it. Okay. Go on. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to make sure where we were in the story. Look at me being all pleasant and delightful over I here. Know. Saying, sorry. Fuck you, Devin. <laughs> Elena yells like, behold, Gardner, you know, Leroy Garnier. Leroy Gardner. Uh, the rightful heir. Garnier. They're brought to the catacombs. The dictator in front of the entrance of the secret, um, what do we call it? Uh, chamber. Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. There's probably a basilisk down there. Um, 100%. I think that had to have been a legend before with the people where they thought there was like a dragon protecting it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What's in the, you know, there's a secret chamber. It's got a dragon in there. The, the, the air is going to go. Garnio will come back and release a dragon and it'll fly on a dragon and save everybody. And like, you're yeah, fucking and they'll be like, idiot. from dragon to dragon, this place is going to hell. And then um, right, right below them, just a couple of people playing the sack. Yeah, I mean, clearly when he's when we're first seeing a flashback of Garnier when the, in better times, they're playing the hacky sack. Oh, hold on. When does when does um when does she tell him that she yeah, knew her dad? That she knew his dad. I think it's gotta be one of these when they're on their adventure. Maybe Istanbul. Before the midpoint, after the midpoint. Maybe after, because at the midpoint. In the Palace of Versailles, that's the first time that the dictator says anything to Trevor. Mm-hmm. And he says something about... Oh, no, like Trevor either... says something to Leroy. Sorry, sorry, yeah. The, the, Trevor says something to Leroy where he, like, you look like your father or something like that, so it triggers him. How the fuck do you know what my dad looked like? And then, then she talks about it afterwards. Something along those lines. Where, like, I killed your dad. He, I mean, it could be, like, a super evil thing to say. Like, you look like your father right before I killed him. Yeah. I I also think there has to be some sort of scene where they get into the catacombs, they open up the vault, they see the gold, the weapons, the sapphires, but then there's like one more puzzle for the crown or something along the lines where like you think the dictator's gonna get the crown, but he's still not like worthy or smart enough or something. Like there has to be another obstacle for the crown. They can't just like pick it up. And okay, so it. they open it up and they just find a bunch of jewelry, but the crown's not in there. All that he really wanted was a crown, right? Yeah, and maybe that's when they start hearing like the revolt upstairs, and he's like, "Take care of these two, and he leaves, and, and he leaves Ale- them with their um with the lieutenant. Yeah, and then Elena and Leroy get out of it, and then Leroy is like. She's like, there's She's no crown. On, yeah. There's no okay, crown but... here. And then Leroy goes, yeah, but there's one story that none of y'all ever heard. Story of my grandpa. Righty tighty, lefty loosey, ah, except when must. it comes to the family goosey. <laughs> I was going to say it, you motherfucker. Ah. Like, there's, a, there's a statue of the fucking uh, first well, king, gotta, and right next to some... him is the right next to him is his trusty goose. goose. He's got to say something in the beginning, like, oh, yeah, my grandfather had a bunch of, he said a weird things a bunch of the time. A bunch of weird right things. Right tiny, lefty, Lucy, someone came to the family goosey. I don't know what the fuck that meant. <laughs> <laughs> How do you turn a goose right? <laughs> so he leaves them in there, I think, some through some combination of wits 
and physical violence. They overpower the lieutenant and the guards there. And then they find the crown. They right? find the crown with a, the old the old family goosey. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Hold on. Lieutenant. Uh, let's call this interior vault. Um, I think Elena uses some charm and wit to get herself untied and then shoots the lieutenant. Because Elena's a savage. Yeah, so I've noticed as we've come to the end of this uh, movie, we have nowhere near established that Elena's a long-lost guardian. <laughs> we'll, we'll drop it in somewhere. Don't worry. Yeah. Right. Dude, I got it. I already know it. Hold on. Copy so that I can come up and say uh, his father led the big fight. Just his grandfather told him, like... Hold, hold on, hold on. One second. Before you put this in here. Oh, and now we can't reveal any new information in the third act. Yeah, no. So she has the... Because I was going to say, she knows the saying. Because maybe that's something her grandmother used to say. That starts the connection. She could just say off... Oh, that's an old saying back in Gardier. Yeah, we we wanted to establish that she was a lost line of Gardier. You wanted to yeah, do Yeah, I know, this. but I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do it. It's not this. an old saying. It is a family saying. But she doesn't know mm-hmm. it's a family saying. I don't know. Whatever, fuck it. What about in the beginning when they say, what about you? And she's like, you know, maybe someone looks at her. Like, she, you know, they're talking about the air. It's someone looks at her. And it's like, my my family is a is a long lost offshoot, you know? Or when they first go to Garnier, Leroy and Elena travel back via the cart and keep a low profile as they enter the capital. She can explain that her family is like, you know, this been here forever why you know why don't you just leave i can't leave my family's been here forever we're you know offshoots of the original king of garnier okay so he's just the one who's gonna be like you were the true heir yeah all right fine i don't care just put that in there for now it's that moment of like i don't want to be king you're the true heir you're the one who saved us Mm -hmm. um and then she's like no there is no king it's a republic because that this is the time period where France comes into their third republic. That's why we're exploring this area, people. A little bit of history for you. 1870, 1871. Second French Empire dies. Third French Republic lives. All right, so I think we got it. They they overpower the lieutenant through wits and physical violence. Elena kills the lieutenant. They do the whole ready, tidy, lefty, Lucy, except when it comes to the old family goosey thing. <laughs> they find the crown. Does she go off to lead the rebels or and then he goes off to attack the king like how do they how is this a one-on-one between leroy and the dick and trevor i think after they found it they turn around and like her band is there because they followed them in and they were ready to rescue him but they didn't need to rescue him and then they all go in together and then there's something along the lines of like the rebels are getting crushed by these big guns over here so most of the group goes over there and then the dictator's over here doing something and that's why Leroy goes after him. So she basically goes to lead the freedom fighters. Yeah. And and they arm them up because they have all the weapons from the vault. Yeah. They storm from the inside. They take the big guns and let the rest of the freedom fighters into the castle while Leroy is going one-on-one with the dictator. Trevor Toussaint versus Leroy Gunner. Or you wanted to do the whole horse thing. So maybe oh, yeah. he's coming in on a horse. Well, maybe they, get, the they get to the point where they're helping them with the guns and they see that the dictator's fleeing. And if he flees, he'll bring the Prussians back. 
And then Leroy jumps on a horse and chases him down. And then they have this big fight scene on like a bridge. And then they fight with swords, but Leroy gets fucked up with the swords. He's not really good with swords. The other guy hits his gun out of his hand. Then he's got his trusty old whip and his trusty old lasso. So is it in the palace or is it outside? Yeah, it's a big palace. So, you know. So in the palace, Leroy's Leroy's comes in riding a horse. He finds the dictator, Trevor. Trevor somehow disarms him from his guns. Mm-hmm. Brief little uh sword fight. Guns cuts him with his sword and says, This is a real weapon. Sword fight. Um looks like Leroy is going to lose but he uses some texas roping anyways and obviously earlier in the film we saw uh, the dictator basically throw a sword to somebody for a fa- quote-unquote fair fight and then he just like wrecked him so we see we see that earlier in the movie that the dictator is very good with a sword so this feels like a real threat and we have to see leroy um wrangle something with his Mm-hmm. We never had a grave robin or a train. Uh, That's all right. Shows. I think I think we got it though. All right, you ready to read Texas Royale? No, because I didn't finish the last four scenes because you just talked. <laughs> what other shit? I thought you were just talking about like um... they beat the dictator. That's not the end of the movie. That's they the got to declare Elena uh, the thing, and then they got to <sighs> have the ranch in the end at the back of the palace. All right, fine. And they got a guillotine, the dictator. No, <laughs> it's French Revolution. They the movie is not gonna. Someone. The movie is not gonna end in indiscriminate murder. Um, Leroy puts the crown of his ancestor over his cowboy hat, and but says it doesn't feel right. Right, the power should be with the people, and you should lead them, and you should. Lead them. You're the heir. The story talks about. She's elected and, democratically, and he and, and they marry. They kiss. They kiss. Cattle farm. Exterior establishing shot. Day. We see Garnier back in its former glory with Elena waving to her happy people and Leroy is cattle farming out back. Boom. Um so we just gotta add a little rope in earlier. Maybe at the um Theodosian walls he roped something. I was thinking maybe there was like a like a a tour guide, you know, one of those people and he tries to steal the sapphire and he's like running away and Leroy just pulls him around. And then, um, where could the sword fight be? Um, maybe right in the beginning. Yeah, literally right in the beginning. Elena Dupont's in there. They bring in some rebel or something. She kind of sees him, doesn't say anything. Dictator throws him a sword to be like, "Well, you can fight for your freedom." Gets wrecked. Gets killed. Okay, I think we got it. All right, Texas Royale Act One. Texas Royale by Zach and Devin. Act one. and Zach. (laughs) Alphabetically and who typed it? Exterior, Palace of Garnier, day. 
Garnier is a fictional kingdom in the province region near southeast France. Elena Dupont is with Trevor Toussaint, the dictator. A rebel is brought in. Trevor throws him a sword to fight for his freedom. The rebel is swiftly killed by the masterful sword work of Trevor. Trevor receives a telegram and declares the wedding is on. Sapphires glitter the room. Interior tavern day. Elena meets up with the resistance. Tells them what she heard about uh, Trevor. Someone brings up they need the true heir of Garnier. Tells the story of the first king of Garnier and how in times of need... a. He oh, and how he rose up against the Romans. And there's a myth that if Garnier was ever to fall, that the true heir will return to free the people. Elena says, Texas. Smash cut. Exterior, Texas. Establishing shot. Title card, Texas. Leroy Gardner walks down a dusty street in a wild west town. Interior, Inter- Texas bar no. day. Well, I just got, just got well, like go, one just keep going. Just go. No, 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 it's fine. Just go ahead. Just go. Ahead. I'll do the next. All right. One. Yeah, because you, you see how big that next one is. All right. So establishing Texas, Texas bar. Leroy is minding his own business. Some mysterious men are in the background and keep looking at Leroy. Leroy turns to because he sees him noticing him. Turns and knocks into a guy's drink. He then gets into a fight with some Confederates because he fought for the Union. Interior jail night. Leroy is asleep in a jail cell. The sheriff is the only other person there. He sits leaned back in his chair with his feet on the desk. The door opens, revealing the silhouette of a woman. We follow her heels as she walks in. It's Elena. She takes one look at Leroy, then at the sheriff. She picks up the sheriff's drink. May I? In French? Accent? He sits up and nods okay. She throws it on Leroy, waking him up. Leroy Garnier. Leroy Garnier. Leroy Garnier, I presume? Listen, lady, the name's Leroy Gardner. Ma'am. She explains he is the heir to Garnier. The sheriff and Leroy both laugh. He says, I'm just a cowboy, ma'am. She pulls out a sapphire, lays it on the sheriff's desk for his bail. Exterior jail night. Leroy goes to his heart, horse and says, those are just stories his grandfather told him. Just like righty tighty lefty Lucy, unless it comes to the family goosey. They make no sense. He's the reason his father left. His father left after his mother died in a big fight with his grandfather. Elena is happy to hear the grandfather is still alive and follows him back to the homestead. Exterior, Texas, Garnier Homestead, day. I think this is night. Oh, yeah, it was night. Garnier Homestead, night. Elena greets the grandfather with a bow, explains what's happening in Garnier, and that Napoleon III has been defeated. Requests the grandfather to come back with her. The grandfather says, this is our destiny. We have to help the people. Mysterious men show up to the homestead. Elena recognizes the lieutenant. The mysterious men and the assassins burn down the house and kill the cattle. Our heels hold their own, killing three out of the four assassins. The lieutenant gets away. A dying assassin shoots at Elena, but the grandfather steps in the way and with his dying breath says it's a Garnier's job to protect his people. He gives his ring to Leroy and tells him to bring it to the catacombs and sends him on their mission. Exterior train station day. Leroy steals the sheriff's fancy clothes, and Elena and Leroy board a train for New York City. The sheriff runs out of the latrine, and Leroy says, thank you kindly, tipping his hat, and the train takes off. I think he's got to flick him, like, some money, too, at that point. You know, we got to show yeah, that he's he a pretty good guy. Money? No, he All just right. got off of the guy. He's like, I am yeah. a, I am the... Little bit of a scoundrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little he's a little, like, come on, he's got to have a little bit of, like, fuck you, sh- sh- right, sheriff. Bye, bye. Exterior map establishing shot day. A map image like Raiders of the Lost Ark shows them traveling to New York on a train, then a boat to Europe. Interior steamboat day. Elena and Leroy are exiting their different rooms on the ship, walking to the railing, and Leroy gets his first glance of Europe. 
Exterior, Garnier Day. Leroy and Elena travel back on the back of a cart and keep a low profile as they enter the capital. Leroy gets his first glimpse of his homeland. Elena explains she can't just leave her family has been here forever. She's a descendant of the first king of Garnier. The peasants are starving in the streets are muddy and filled with manure. Beggars litter the streets. Guards travel, traverse the city, abusing the populace as they roam. Interior catacombs. Uh, day. Leroy uses his grandfather's ring to open a tomb and retrieves the scepter. Inside is a note from his great-grandfather to his grandfather about a secret vault and a secret entrance to the castle using the scepter. Interior catacombs continuous. Leroy tries to use a scepter to open up the secret chamber, but it doesn't work. Some Prussians are coming. Hello, Fraulein. <laughs> Act two, interior catacombs day. The Prussians approach. We got to get out of here. Elena notices a riddle, does a charcoal etching, and they run. They escape, but the Prussians also find the riddle. Interior tavern night. Elena brings Leroy to the freedom fighters. They don't think much of him. They go over the riddle and find more clues or a map of, on the hilt of the sepper to find the lost sapphires of Garnier. Elena gives him an out, but Leroy says the people need his help. Interior catacombs. Also, I got like like a massive amount of debt back in America, so I'm going to need this <laughs> cash. <laughs> uh, interior catacombs night. Trevor the dictator is looking at the riddle. He demands the wall be pickaxed down, but his advisors say that will cause a collapse. The spy, the spy from the Freeder Fighter comes in and tells him what Elena is up to and that she found Leroy and the Scepter and now are off to find the Sapphires of Garnier. Interior, Steamboat, day. They only have one room. Who will get the bed? Question mark. <laughs> Exterior, Egypt, Lighthouse of Alexandria, day. They have to use a diving suit and an air pump. Leroy is afraid of water, but the only suit they can find is for a man. He sees a big fish and has scared him, but finds a sapphire in a box with a Garnier seal. There's a puzzle revealing the sapphire in the next clue. Elena solves the puzzle. Exterior, Istanbul, not Constantinople. The Theodosian walls, day. They find another puzzle box in the walls, for the Ottomans broke through the wall capturing Constantinople. Leroy ropes someone trying to swindle them and steal the sapphire. Interior, Palace of Versailles, day. We see the Prussians are having a big party. They have to mask themselves to hide and enter the party. Interior, Palace of Versailles, Mirror Room, Day. They see the dictator at the party and hear his plan with the Prussians. The timeline is elevated. Leroy and Trevor have their first meeting. You look like your father right before I killed him. I don't know why I'm talking about this. He's supposed to be French. Fight with some more assassins. We actually did not say that they got the sapphire in this. Yeah, so they, and also this is where he's got to smash the box because they don't have time. They find the sapphire smash the box to get the next clue and barely escape. Got it. You look like your father right before I killed him, mon ami. Fight with some more assassins. They find the sapphire, smash the box, and barely escape. Leaving the box on the floor, that's why they can get it, and that's why they meet him at the Alps. Smash the box for the next clue. Just take the sapphire, leaving the box on the floor, and they barely escape. The dictator picks up the remains of the box. Uh, Exterior road day. Elena tells Leroy the story of her finding his father in the dungeons of the castle when she was young and he never gave up her secrets but thought he was talking to Leroy in his final dying moments and said Texas that's how she knew to find him in Texas exterior the Alps day they go to the tomb of the first king of Garnier Duke <laughs> fuck you Devin <laughs> I set you up for it in my writing right. You get the last sapphire, the infinity gauntlet is assembled, they come out and they're surrounded, all is lost. End of act two.
Act three, exterior, Garnier, day. Leroy and Elena are dragged through town. They see the scepter. The, the peasants see the scepter. And Elena says, behold, Leroy, Leroy Garnier. He says, Leroy Garnier. Uh, the rifle heir to Garnier tells the people to rise up. And she gets, you know, smashed in the head. Yeah. Interior, catacombs, out. night. Leroy and Elena are caught and brought to the dictator in front of the entrance to the secret chamber. He uses the scepter to open the vault, revealing gold and weapons, but no crown. All he really wanted was the crown. They start to hear the sounds of revolt above. The dictator leaves them with the lieutenant to deal with them. Interior vault night. Elena uses some charm to get herself out. Maybe she says she'll turn against Leroy, and then, I don't know. But she gets herself out, shoots and kills the lieutenant, and frees Leroy. They then use the righty-tighty, lefty-loosey, unless it comes to the family goosey, and find the crown. Elena's freedom fighters arrive. They arm the peasants. Elena comes up with a plan. She'll lead the rebels as Leroy goes after Trevor. Interior, Palace of Garnier, night. Leroy comes in riding on a horse. Somehow they got a horse between these two scenes. People, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. He finds Trevor. Trevor disarms uh, Leroy's guns and cuts him with his sword and says this is a real weapon. Tosses him a sword. Sword fight. It looks like Leroy is going to lose, but he uses some good old Texas roping skills to beat the dictator and hogtie that bitch. Exterior, Palace of Garnier, they... Uh, the guillotine, <laughs> no, no, the guillotine no. Trevor in front of the entire crowd. Uh, Leroy puts the crown of his ancestors over his cowboy hat, but says it doesn't feel right. The power should be with the people, and you should lead them. You're the heir the story's talking about. He's talking to Elena at this point. She's yeah. elected democratically after he says, you know, like this should he should lead her. I'll say aye for Elena, and you know, it's like a big crowd, it's not like all ballots and shit, you know. Um, no, they the set case. up a democratic process with electors yeah. and like a little yeah. little box for them to put in their like, slips. You, know, uh, you own this much land, so you get this many votes. No, 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 no. It's just kind of like who thinks she should lead you, and they all the crowd rises. Yeah, you know, Elena. Uh, That's yeah. just the they crowd kiss. people. Now it's now it's been a little bit establishing shot day. Time has passed. We see Garnier back in his former glory with Elena waving to her happy people. And Leroy is cattle farming right next door to the Patterson. The end. end. Title uh, card, Texas Royale. I think the title card has to come in like a shotgun. <laughs> Texas Royale. All right. Or I Texas we... Royale and then the shotgun goes through the O. So I think obviously throughout the whole movie, whenever she says Leroy Garnier, he just keeps muttering under his breath, Leroy, Leroy Gardner. Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right, we got it. We got there, folks. It I took a little while again. In the end. We got there in the end. But this is what's going to happen now. Next week is the season one recap. But before that, we got Wait, possible special guest. Possible special guest, Brandon Frazier. No, not Brandon Frazier. He's not. Don't get the people's hopes up. I mean, I DM'd him. We'll see what happens. Did you really? Yeah. I just shot him a DM. I was like, what's up, bro? You want to come on Arkansas Lore? No response. But I got a week. Never know. We got a we week, got time. So. We got time. We got time. Did if you tell Brent... him we recorded on Fridays at 4.30 Pacific time? I'll let him know. Um, but if we don't get Brendan, we got another guest lined up. Clearly second choice. Second Possibly choice. two. We're at least going to have one special guest. Possibly three. More than likely just two. <laughs> Set your or, expectations. Or honestly, maybe just one. Maybe one. Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But before then, we got four outlines that we did. We got Drankmas, we got Knights of Batman, we got 
the scavenger hunt, and we got our runner-up redemption winner, Texas Royale. The social media manager, if they get a little energy this week, will put up a poll, and you will vote on the overall winner for season one of Architects of Lore. And Devin, what happens with the overall winner? Uh, they get a nice like twenty dollars gift certificate to Taco Bell. We're gonna give us we're gonna give an outline a gift certificate to Taco Bell. Or me, cause you know I help write it. <laughs> uh, no, they're gonna get a full teleplay. They're gonna get a full script with a teleplay. See, folks, you just speak it into existence, and eventually you'll wear your co-host down until he agrees to just write a script to do a teleplay with you. Because that's what's happening. Whoever wins it, Devin and I, there is no time frame on this because, I, to be honest, I don't know how long it'll take. But eventually, we will write a full script. We will write it. We'll get and started. And release a teleplay. Someone's got to get out on the, the final draft feed. first. But... but make sure to vote, people, this week is important because it is the overall season winner and it is the script and teleplay that you will receive. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for voting. Thank you for engaging all this week. David, take us out. This is the this is the set, the penultimate episode of season one. And I want you to take us out in style. All right, folks. So thanks for listening. Remember to like, subscribe. And give us those five-star reviews. They really do help. They are free. Follow us on Instagram at Architects of Lore. Follow us on Twitter at Arc of Lore, maybe. Follow us on YouTube, TikTok, uh, Architects of Lore. Coming soon. Video content coming soon. Any business inquiries, if you'd like to sponsor the show or just give us some feedback or just say, hey, what's up? Architectsoflore at gmail.com. But all that being said, if you have an idea in your head and you can't seem to figure it out, do it. Because if it sucks, who cares? That's what editing's for. Good night, everybody. Bye. battled the audience and almost lost i thought you had a weird week story that you were going to interrupt me with yeah but i can't interrupt you until you start talking about your week oh, so, oh okay yeah. okay sorry but now the joke's gone so go ahead and just tell me about your week what'd you do well you can interject well... it from the first take <laughs> okay <laughs> just add joke here how about a ruler look at that line on the lore list jesus that's a 45 degree angle I'll fucking punch you through the Zoom cut. <laughs> we do we do flawless French accents, by the way. Flawless. I mean our last name is French. Shut up. Share your screen. Why? So I can actually see what you're typing. <laughs> you don't trust me? It would be easier for me to follow along if I can see your screen. Also, you could just be writing fuck you, Zach, over and over and over again. Yeah, because that's what I'm doing. I'm not actually writing shit. I'm I'm just wasting both of our time by writing fuck you, Zach, over and over again. It'd be kind of a funny joke. <laughs> what is that holding up the lore list, too? I never noticed that. That's a candle. And nope, that's the nope. movie movie game. Box. Uh, I didn't know what it was. It looked like tarot cards. I was like, are you, are you doing some tarot readings? <laughs> No, I do need a tarot reading. Hey, listener that I know you're listening to, I need you to come back into town and give me a tarot reading or maybe just over Zoom. My life has been spiraling.
and I need some direction. So a little tarot reading will help me out. 